Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Political Party Podcast. This one featuring another interview from my TV show on Dave, Unspun, and featuring the Conservative MP for Broxtow, Anna Soubry. Now many of you will know Anna from the referendum campaign. She was elected in 2010, served as a minister under David Cameron, and has always had a reputation for having uh, a very outgoing personality, uh, borderline eccentric if not over the border, and very outspoken and very uh, frank. So I hope you enjoy it. Ford and welcome to Unspun, the show that leans away as Nigel Farage tries to snog it before getting drunk and going skinny dipping with him. <laughs> now, they were in coalition long before it was unpopular elsewhere. They're a house band of real MPs. They're the wild men of rock and roll. After the show last week, Kev had at least two beers. It was mental. Give it up <laughs> for Greg Knight, <laughs> Pete Wishart, Kevin Brennan and Ian Causey. The Tory cabinet had their new school photo done this week, most notable for Boris's manspreading. He wants to be careful. Last time Boris was photographed spreading himself between two women, he almost got fired from the Telegraph. <laughs> Conservative ministers are pushing ahead with measures to reintroduce fox hunting. Liam Fox has nervously agreed to it, so long as he's given a two-minute head start. <laughs> Tim Farron has revealed this week that his meeting with a local NHS trust was interrupted when his phone started blasting out Fuck the Police by NWA. <laughs> he's denied that he's listening to gangster rap to look cool and said that anyone saying that can kiss his black ass. <laughs> so, what else has been happening this week? Dominatrix fan John Whittingdale is in trouble <laughs> with the Parliamentary Standards Watchdog for not properly registering a trip to Amsterdam for the MTV Awards. He's expecting a mild slap on the wrist, which is appealing, as he prefers a proper spanking. <laughs> At the Lib Dem conference this week, a councillor said that schools should be able to suggest prostitution as a career for pupils. In other news, Keith Vaz has announced he's defecting to the Lib Dems. <laughs> Despite urging people not to vote for him, a death metal singer has been elected to a town council in Norway. Fenris, the frontman of Dark Throne, has promised to sort out the parking, clean up the dog mess, and burn all the virgins. <laughs> Subject to local consultation, obviously. <laughs> Tonight's guest is one of the most entertaining MPs in Parliament. She served as a minister under David Cameron and is absolutely exceptional. Please give a huge unspun welcome to Anna Soubry. <laughs> Why? Well, but they've only played four chords so far. But that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all series. Very good. Um, <laughs> Anna, welcome Great. to the show. Lovely to be here. Uh, it's an honour to have you here. I think. 
Yeah. You're one of well, our favourite. Sweet of you. Thank you. Well, we're big fans of you here at Unspun. Um, yeah, no because... pressure. Oh no. Well, I wouldn't worry about that. I mean, you were you were on Question Time last week, so there must have been more pressure on that. No, it's a funny show, Question Time. Actually, it's the old thing: the more you do it, the, the more relaxed you become. And of course, I used to work in telly, so I don't get freaked out by TV studios, as I'm sure you can appreciate. But but no, it, was it, was a right. it was a fiery episode, wasn't it? Because there was yeah. you, John McDonnell and Alistair Campbell all sort yeah. of going at each other, or more to the point you and Alistair Campbell having a go at John McDonnell. Yeah, but it was all nice and quiet, you see, and it was all fine. And then I got a bit... Because he annoys me. Who? Uh, John, John McDonnell. McDonnell. It was John McDonnell, really. Anyway, we don't want to go back into all of that again. But I feel quite strongly about him, like I do about a number of people, like Nigel Farage. I had a go at him once as well. Yes, you once said about Nigel Farage that um, he looks like someone has put their finger up his bottom and he really rather likes it. <laughs> you see, what happened was that... <clears throat> I have said that, you know, to friends, cos I actually do have friends who are not involved in politics, boys. <laughs> and um, so, you know, when you're with your mates, I said, it's funny, he always looks like someone's put their... You know, so I say that. And then I went on uh, The Andrew Marr Show yeah. And Rory, only because Rory, I shouldn't really say these things, but, but yeah. Rory Bremner was on, and I really liked Rory Bremner. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I want to meet Rory Bremner, so I'll go on the Andrew Marr show. And I forgot it was live, and it was in the studio, and it was before Christmas, and then I just sort of came out with this thing. And uh, Peter Mandelson was sitting next door to me and went, Anna, you really can't say that. It's far too early in the morning. And Andrew Marr said, I think she just has. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a but great last team. week, I was, no, I was a bit miffed last week. Because, you know, one of the things about politics, as I'm sure you know, is that actually a lot of us, whatever our politics may be in our party, we actually like each other, we respect each other, and we think that they, people have a, a contribution to make. And to see some of my Labour colleagues going through what they're undoubtedly going through, through actually makes me sick to the bottom of my tummy, actually. I think it's appalling what's going on. But some people do say that, oh, it's not that bad and there's always been abuse <clears> in <throat> politics. I mean, have you... Well, have you Tories had... have always had abuse and... Uh... Do you get much? Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 and it just, with me, it just goes whoosh over the head, you know, because it has to. But, um, you know, some of those guns are now turned you know, on, on their own, and it's absolutely appalling. And obviously the referendum was a period that was... Um, not good. Not good. There was abuse. There was also a passion as well, which, uh, you know, passion's good. Um, well, you... there probably wasn't enough passion, but anyway. But there was passion from you. You were an impassioned Remainer. Yeah, I was, and I wasn't really allowed out much. Who <laughs> <laughs> um... by? Who by? By, by? by the forces in control of these <laughs> things. Uh, but I wanted to speak on immigration, because I'm a passionate believer in the positive benefits of immigration to our country. And they've, we've had those benefits for centuries, actually. Uh, but on immigration, we were told, no, no, we're not going to join in the debate on immigration. So who by? Who's Bad. Also... Well, I'm afraid, number ten. So ten Downing Street, your own Prime Minister... No, no, I wouldn't... No, I'm sure it wasn't David Cameron. I'm sure it never went that high, but, no, I was invited on a TV programme and I wanted to go on it to make the positive case, especially against this nonsensical uh, Australian points immigration system, and it was absolutely no. We're not engaging in the debate on immigration. And Stronger In wanted to engage in it as well, and they couldn't. So, but it was really afterwards that I sort of stepped in. How did it affect your relationship with your party? Because, obviously, the Conservatives are split down the middle, leave and remain. Has it caused tensions with, with colleagues? Actually, no. I don't know whether Greg feels the same, but I actually think that the, the atmosphere's all right, isn't it? Yeah, we've never fallen out, have we? No. no. And, and we don't Greg, agree. Greg supported but... Leave and you support yeah, yeah. Remain? Well, we've never fallen out. No. I went and did a, an event up in his yeah, patch. And it was great, you know, so, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of nonsense talked about animosity. I think we've actually been remarkably chilled out about it all. I mean, we still have our passions, and, and obviously I think, you know, 
I think it was, a, I think it was a, a dreadful mistake, but we have to respect the vote. But we must never forget, 48% of people, of course, positively voted for us to remain in the European Union. Those were 48% of positive votes for remaining in the EU. Just... Leave is a mix of all sorts of different things. See, Greg's starting to get twitchy now. Are you going to fall out? <laughs> but it's true, though, isn't it? I mean, we all know what we all knew what Remain was, and we we haven't really got a clue what what Leaf was. And pe different people voted Leaf for lots and lots of different reasons. But some people voted Remain for different reasons. No, I don't think so. Actually, I think everybody voted to stay in the EU, wanted to stay in the EU. But there were those. <laughs> well, but, but perhaps for different reasons. There were some people who wanted. Um, take, for instance, I don't know. Jeremy Corbyn, who uh, <laughs> wanted to stay in perhaps a reformed EU. Well, I want to reform. I think we all want to reform the EU. I think Jeremy's EU reform. But some is people, the some people voted to stay because they feel European. Some people voted to stay because they genuinely believe that the European Parliament does good work. There are no, different... nobody thought that. <laughs> 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 um, in terms of the yeah, go on. In terms of the fallout of the referendum, though, it, it came at a personal cost to you because it effectively. Ended your ministerial career. Did it? Is that why? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was offered another job. I mean, I've all these on Twitter that, that UKIP trolls. Have you ever been trolled by UKIPers? Oh, probably, yeah. Anyway, so what? And they'll say you got sacked, you sour face, you know, and then they have all the expletives. <laughs> and I say, actually, I didn't get sacked. Sometimes I do go back to them. I say, actually, I didn't get sacked. I was offered another job, but I, I, just, I had decided back in February, March, if I didn't get a promotion in the next reshuffle, which I thought David Cameron would be doing, yeah. then genuinely thought, well, you know, you've reached the end of the road. I want to go back on the back benches. And I, I have to tell you, genuinely, honestly, I am really enjoying being back on the back benches. So, what job were you offered? I was offered a job in the uh, Ministry of Justice. It's, it's not a secret. Well, that sounds cool. No, but I didn't want to be number two in another department again. Not because I'm being big-headed or anything else. I just, if it was a choice between that and the back benches, I was very happy to go back on the back benches. It's a great place to be on the back benches, especially when you've been in government. So you kind of know, you know, how it all works and everything. Um, and to be able to go back and have that fabulous freedom to be able to speak, you know, just say what you want, pretty much within reason, um, <laughs> but also to be there for my constituents, like your mother. You haven't told them that, have you? Oh, well, uh, that makes it sound like something untoward has happened. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, but your... Yeah, my mum lives in your constituency, oh, and my mum's MP. I know where she lives. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm always fascinated with reshuffles as to how they're handled, because Nicky Morgan was saying the other day that when <laughs> Theresa May fired her, Theresa May actually couldn't say the words and Nicky Morgan had to say, you mean you're firing me? Yeah. Did you have you're a similar... sacking me. Yeah, you're I sacking me. I think she actually had to finish it off for her, yeah. I, that... I actually never had anything. <laughs> I, well, what... oh, I didn't know what was going on. So what... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. So what... But you must have I just, some... I just think they kind of forgot me. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they did. I think they kind of just forgot. They got the big players in there that they wanted in. And I was just sort of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but, but, but I, honestly, I don't mind. I mean, I'm a big grown-up girl. But on reshuffle day, you must have been thinking, I might get a promotion well, no, I... watching your phone and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So he was thinking, if I don't get called in by 11 o'clock, because yeah. as Nikki was saying, if you don't get called into Parliament by 11 o'clock, if you knew that and she was going to Downing Street, then you weren't going to be sacked. 
Yeah, so then sort of gets to five past 11 but, and you think, mm. oh, I might be all right here. Mm. And then I had to go and do this Westminster Hall debate. Yeah. And we won't go into the circumstances of that, but I was doing this Westminster Hall debate and all the all these people, the guy sitting behind me who was doing the PPS work was, was watching who was going into 10 Downing Street and all the jobs and, and, and there was... There was nothing left. Oh, Anna! <laughs> so, well, it was quite funny. <laughs> you must have been tempted at some point to text Theresa May and say... What are you doing, yeah. Matt? Hey, yeah. how's it going? Um, yeah. Help. Any news? Any... Yeah. yeah. And I do have a mobile phone number. I wouldn't dream of doing that. But there you go. So then, so, but I honestly, I'm, I'm having a great time on the backbenchers. It's good fun. Well, you sit, you sit in that sort of back, that top right-hand yeah, corner. Yeah, the naughty, the naughty corner. Well, it is a naughty corner because that's where a lot of the heckling comes from. No. <laughs> do, do you get involved in a lot of that? Apparently. <laughs> so you sit there at, next to Tim Lawton. He's terrible. He's the loud person. <laughs> Keith Simpson and Simon Burns, Caroline Spellman, and George Osborne came in for his first PMQs. And you know that? You could see him thinking, oh, oh I can't get in there. Oh, no, I've got to go sit with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see him thinking, I can't get out of this. So we're going, George, come and sit here. Come and sit here. And you could say, oh, no. <laughs> and then somebody went, George, would you like? And he went, yeah. <laughs> Shot a bit further down. But actually, came back, he came back last week as well, week before last. So he sits down, the former Chancellor. And, and he's now go, on the back benches. But what sort of small talk do you have? I don't know, really. I, don't, I can't. All right, George? Yeah. What are you you're doing right. Here? No, no, we know why you're here. <laughs> you, you'll regret it and all the rest of it. And George, you know it's a bit loud and all the rest of it. And I, know, I mean, for him, he's never sat on the back bench on the, on the government's back benches. Right. And in fact, I did ask him where he used to sit, and he used to sit obviously on the other side with David Cameron before David became leader of the opposition, about three rows back. And he, he pointed out, but he'd never been right up in the back in the corner because you have a great view. But when, when you were a minister, Kevin was your opposite number. Oh, he, was, he was your shadow minister. So yeah. was, was there a rivalry there, Kevin? Well, um, well, it was my job to ask difficult you know, questions of, uh, of, of Anna and make them as difficult as possible. So uh, my question tonight, Anna, would be, uh, uh, did you turn down the job at the Ministry of Justice because Liz Truss was the Justice Secretary and was less qualified than you to do the job? No, darling, Ooh. that's very, very normal. <laughs> He was, this is how he was at the dispatch box. <laughs> I told you he was good. No, I didn't. No, genuinely, I didn't. I mean, I had, we had genuinely... Neil and I had made a pact that if I didn't get a bump up, I'd be back on the back benches. I did actually resign, and then I was offered the job, so, you know. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Lovely I hope you enjoyed it. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive thank you to Anna Subri. <laughs> Before MP4 players out, there's just time to see what's coming up in next week's news. The Serious Fraud Office say that three senior directors at Tesco are facing up to 10 years in jail after overstating profits at the supermarket chain by £263 million. Or for those of you with reward cards, about 15 points. <laughs> There are rumours that Commons authorities may stop Conservative MP Penny Mordaunt bringing her cat to work next week. She's been bringing the cat to her Westminster office to deal with an infestation of mice who urinate on carpets, destroy upholstery and terrify members of staff. After hearing the news, Boris Johnson says he plans to make all the mice honorary members of the Bullingdon Club. <laughs> and Labour will elect their new leader this Saturday. 
Despite media reports, internal polling leaked to Unspun say it's too close to call. It's not yet clear whether Jeremy Corbyn will win by a landslide or if Owen Smith will lose by a shitload. <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week. Thanks to my guest, Anna Soubry. And now to play us out, here's Britain's answer to the killers. It's MP4! <laughs> Well, there you go. That was Anna Subri, a fantastic guest. Uh, the next few guests for the political party are confirmed. It's Nick Clegg in September, Ed Balls in October. In November, it's Paddy Ashdown. In January, Jess Phillips. In February, Margaret Hodge. And in March, Nikki Morgan. So a really good spread across the political spectrum. And people at various different stages of their career as well and, and having very different experiences of politics, which is what I always try and cover. So very excited about those. And, of course, once the dates for later next year are... Uh, booked in. I'll let you know who the guests are. So thank you for continuing to download this. Thank you for coming to the live shows. It's been a while since we've done a political party at the St James Theatre. Um, not since June, so it'd be good to be back. Thank you for watching Unspun as One on Dave, which is on every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.